1: If you've been to the grocery store lately, you've seen there's more in the dairy cooler than 2% in chocolate milk. I know when I was growing up, I think there was just whole milk. That was it. Didn't know the difference. Maybe buttermilk. Well, it's exploded into a case full of alternative milks from soy and almond to oat. Today's guest stands out in the non-dairy milk scene. I'm talking with Brittany Fuse, the founder of Malibu Milk, a drink made from flax seeds, and I've actually tried this. This is really good stuff. Brittany, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazley.
2: Thank you, Jeffrey. Great to be here.
1: Let's start from the beginning. I understand your path to becoming an entrepreneur was connected to your health. Can you explain that?
2: Yeah. So uh, I was actually trying to get pregnant and I went to see a doctor here in L.A. It was taking a little longer than I wanted it to. And she recommend that I go on a really specific diet called an autoimmune protocol, otherwise known as an elimination diet. I had to eliminate all top allergens. Think dairy, nuts, gluten, soy. And you can imagine that when you've wiped out dairy, nuts, and soy, that's the entire milk aisle, both conventional right. cow's milk and most plant-based milks. So I was pretty frustrated and, you know, looking for an alternative And I was digging into the alternatives that do exist and I realized that almond milk is essentially just almonds blended with water and then they strain all the almonds out. So you're not actually getting protein and nutrients from those almonds, not to mention it's a huge strain on our natural resources. It takes 20 gallons of water to produce one single glass of almond milk. Wow. Take take oat milk, another popular plant-based milk in the category, as you mentioned. Oat milk is loaded with sugar. Gram for gram, the sugar impact of oat milk is higher on your blood sugar than Coca Cola. I don't think most people realize when they're you know I'm going
1: to be blown away by that stat alone because I actually of those kinds of milks I've up until I had the flax the flax milk your milk I was doing oat milk. You know, I I liked it as an alternative. So I was trying to do my best to be as healthy as I possibly can. But now I've just gone back to just being unhealthy. But, (laughs) but, you know, I, I think it's interesting to talk about the energy side of that. So why is it different for flax?
2: Well, the other problem with oat milk, by the way, is it's covered in glyphosate, a.k.a. weed killer. Most of the oats in this country have glyphosate sprayed all over them. So you're ending up with a big glass of weed killer for your morning latte or in your cereal. Oh,
1: there you go. That not makes it attractive. Things, yeah. Not
2: things you want when you're trying to get pregnant, let me tell right. you. So.
1: Or, or uh, live a longer life and be right? healthy and everything else. I mean, we forget all the things that are put on our food or in our food, you know, that we don't want in order to be able to consume.
2: Exactly, Jeffrey. I think that's you know, that's something that's so important. We're all looking to add years to our life, right? And we can do that with some really simple changes. And one of them is let food be thy medicine. You want to eat food like back to our roots. What were our great grandparents eating? And the truth is flaxseed has been around for thousands of years. It's an ancient superfood. It's loaded with fiber, omega-3s, protein, cancer-fighting lignans, Flaxseed is very, very rich in nutrients. And what makes Malibu milk so unique is that we're using that whole ground flaxseed. We're grinding it up really tiny. We're blending it with water. We don't strain anything out. So unlike almond milk, where they're throwing away all the nutrient-rich almonds, we're keeping all of those beautiful whole ground flaxseeds in the milk. So in every single glass, or if you put it in a smoothie or your kid's cereal or your own cereal... You're ending up with all of, all of those nutrients from the flaxseed. And again, super high in fiber. It's anti inflammatory. It's uh, full of prebiotics. So it's, it's so good for the gut and it's so good for your cholesterol, your skin, your hair. The list goes on and on. Who wouldn't want that in milk form?
1: So how did you come up with flaxseed? I mean, you, you know, could have come up with some other probably alternatives. And then I kind of cu- curious about how it's made and how much water is yeah. used to make the flaxseed.
2: Great question. So I, I've always loved flaxseed. I'd add it to smoothies or oatmeal, constantly looking for ways to get more fiber and omega threes into my diet. Growing up in Malibu, you know, they, there are all these health food stores and the shelves were always stocked with flaxseeds. So I kind of would add them wherever I could, a sprinkle on a salad, some in cookies. And so I I literally just had this thought, what if I make a milk from flaxseed? And I went to culinary school years ago, so I do know how to cook. And I came home one day, I pulled out my blender and I started playing with flax, water and Himalayan salt. Because flaxseed is a natural emulsifier, that means that it lends itself to a creamy, thicker texture all on its own. It's often used as an egg replacement in vegan baking. You get this incredibly milky, creamy texture without adding oils. You know, usually in oat milk, the second ingredient is rapeseed or canola oil. It's not something you want to be drinking, you know, regularly. It's not good for you. It's, it's inflammatory. So we're, you know, Malibu milk is completely organic, glyphosate free, oil free, natural flavors free. We're using really clean, simple ingredients. And the most beautiful thing about the flax flour. Is that the only water required? Is natural rainfall. So not only is this the best choice for your body, but it's also the best choice for our environment.
1: Fantastic. Well, I tell you what. I want to take a quick break and come right back after this message. And we, I want then I want to know. Hey, did did the recipe work? Did you get pregnant? And is, <laughs> is, is it? Can you put that on the bottle? Let's tell, <laughs> let's check on that. Be right back after this message.
2: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. Alda must not take yourself too seriously and.
1: Hey, everyone, we're back and we're talking about all things milk and milk alternatives. And we're talking about flaxseed right now. And we've got a great person online right here talking about it all, all about the thing. We've got Brittany, CEO of Malibu Milk, and she's the founder of Malibu Milk. And are you still the CEO of the company?
2: I am. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I got to get you together. When I'm listening to your story, I'm, I'm thinking of Kara Golden from Hint as well. I've yes, I know. I know show.
2: Kara. I know Kara. She's. Lovely. I just think
1: some some very similar. Well, before we took a break, I, we had a cliffhanger. Did did it work? Did you? Were you able to become pregnant?
2: I was able to get pregnant. Yes, and awesome. I have a, a beautiful son um, who's twenty months, and I am pregnant now with my second. So, oh, congrats! Well, there
1: great. you go. Uh, Flaxseed works right there, folks. We can <laughs> So, how long did it take you to come up with a recipe? I can imagine that you had a kitchen full of blenders, kind of like a two shop. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It took a couple of months. You know, you have to realize that when you're making something in your kitchen and you want to take it to scale, it's not as easy as just going to the grocery store, picking out a few ingredients, coming up with a recipe and then scaling it. You need to find ingredients that you can buy from suppliers wholesale. You need to find ingredients that will work at the manufacturing level. So there were a lot of kind of iterations that i needed to play with in order to get to a place that i could produce at a professional co-packer and make a real product that i'd be able to sell at grocery stores like whole foods
1: you know i think that's kind of an interesting and the other piece of it that a lot of folks need to know about when you're coming up with a new product and you're inventing the product or at least trying to improve on the product and come up with your own version is it's important to know about taste and texture i mean how did you go about doing that was your husband one of those guinea pigs was other members of the family get pigs. Did you run down the street? Did talk to Lisa and say, "Hey, taste this." I mean, how did you do it?
2: Such a good point. I started out with a Survey Monkey. Survey Monkey's free, right? Mm-hmm. I sent it to everyone I know: family in the Midwest, friends from college on the East Coast, friends in LA. I wanted to really understand what people liked about the current options in the market and what they didn't like. You know what what could use changing or what could use improvement. SurveyMonkey, I recommend for anybody who has a business idea, learn more about the space that you're going into. You know, Use your own network. Start with your own network. It's free. So I started there. And then once I had samples, yes, yes. my husband, my friends, my family, I was giving these samples to everybody. And then I did something really bold. I decided to reach out to Whole Foods. I had no co-packer. I didn't understand distribution or pricing or any of it. And I just figured, well, I'll reach out. It'll probably take nine months to get a meeting. It didn't. It took about a week and a half. I panicked. I almost canceled the meeting because I felt incredibly unprepared. And a friend of mine who's in the industry said, don't cancel this meeting. You might never get this chance. You may
1: never get it again. Exactly right. right. So I
2: took in little samples. They call them benchtop samples um, when they're like basically from your kitchen counter. And I let the buyer taste them. And I told her, you know, it was going to be called malibu milk and it was an allergen-free milk and it was the first organic flax milk on the market the tastiest healthiest most sustainable milk period a small tasty change that can make a huge difference in your health and within a few minutes of trying it she said let's bring it into stores in the next couple of weeks it was really what, an what was moment.
1: your first order
2: in term what do you mean like Quantity. Yeah, I mean,
1: was it I mean, was it a thousand dollars? Was it a hundred thousand dollar order? And, yeah, and by so, the way, did you even have the packaging done?
2: I had found a virtual packaging place in Texas. Um, they're still there. And they made mock bottles for me. And so I didn't have them in the bottles. I just brought the mock bottles in so I could show her like, here's what it's gonna look like on the shelf. And then I actually, when I finally found a co-packer, they couldn't produce that bottle. I had to switch bottle sizes. And the grocery store was like really understanding. They started out with 10 stores in Southern mm-hmm. California. Sure. But while, while I was getting everything ready for that, I went out and started pitching other grocery stores in Southern California, like Air one, which is, you know, one of the most organic high-end grocery stores here. And so they took it on as well. So I was able to get several grocery stores and, and it was a small order to start. I produced a couple thousand bottles to start with a manufacturer. Um, it was called a trial run. Mm-hmm. And and then after that, you've, you've got to scale. The, the manufacturer is not willing to do small runs. You've got to do big runs. And so uh, Whole Foods, after trying me in 10 stores, expanded me to the entire region in 50 stores within about a month.
1: So is it a product that spoils or is it hold on the shelf long?
2: That's a great question. We have We have a refrigerated version that's sold at Whole Foods, for example, and a lot of grocery stores across the country, um, central markets, moms in the mid-Atlantic region. And then we also have our shelf-stable version that's in a Tetra pack that we sell on our website for the same price as you could buy it in a grocery store. And we ship it straight to your front door. And those are shelf-stable. So you store them in your pantry until you're ready to use them. And then, you know, put them in your fridge, I'd say a day before. So they're nice and cold when you want it, when you want to use it and then open it up. And they're, they're good for usually around 10 days.
1: Are you using content to market your business at all?
2: We are, we are, we are trying lots of different things. Most recently, we've really leaned into TikTok, which Mm. let me tell you, like, I feel generationally a little too old to be playing on (laughs) TikTok, Uh, but it's been very entertaining. We found a person here who really knows TikTok. She's got a lot of followers. And so she's helping us kind of lean into the TikTok. And it's really fun. You get to make fun of yourself. You you get to be silly. And so we're we're leaning on platforms like TikTok, Facebook, um, Google, and trying to spread the word and let people know that we're here and that this is the best option out there.
1: So I know that COVID changed a lot of businesses and I heard it also changed your business model and your product. How did that happen and what happened?
2: Covid has been really hard. The first of all, I gave birth 5 weeks into Covid. Oh, and wow. you know, as a founder, as a female founder, you you hope that you can take a little bit of time with this new baby, and on one hand I was really blessed because the world shut down. There was no more business travel. Everything was on Zoom. So there was nowhere to go. I got to hunker down with my newborn and stay in my house. On the other hand, I had just closed an angel round. And so I had planned on taking you know a few weeks, a month off. And I couldn't because COVID happened and grocery stores were going haywire. Yeah. Our first month sales went through the roof. I mean, it was accelerated like crazy. Then our supply chain had issues. So sales plummeted. So it's been this kind of weird up and down thing. The biggest challenge for, for my brand was that All of the grocery store resets. So all of these grocery stores, you know, whether it's a Wegmans or a Whole Foods or a Sprouts, they have what's called resets. You have to meet with the buyers. They, you know, usually you go in person, you bring samples of your product, they try it, and then they decide if they want to bring it in during the reset. All the resets for 18 months were canceled. So for a new brand that is counting on growing more doors, getting into more stores, you know, building that that awareness, building that foot traffic in these grocery stores, it just stopped. Mm. It was incredibly challenging, and that's when we realized we really needed to go direct to consumer. So, usually, you know, for a small business, finding a new manufacturer that can produce a product in a, an entirely different package, it's very expensive because now yeah. you, you have two different manufacturers, you have two different types of packaging. But we had to do it because we needed another way to get in front of these customers. As grocery stores weren't resetting, so that was the we're, number one.
1: I'm, I'm curious. Were you even able to go do a site visit of you know of the uh, the facility to even no, see it? Yeah, no, I, I no, mean things like that. You want to you know yes. as a, as an entrepreneur, as if somebody's like, I'm putting my name on it, that's my product. You want to go touch it, see you it, walk around, meet the Absolutely. people, right? You want to
2: be there during the manufacturing process. You want to taste it and make sure does it need a little more water. Does it need a little more salt? And not only could I not be there, I couldn't even be in the building. I mean, I couldn't be anywhere near. Meanwhile, for the first production run of the cold, like I was there every step of the way we were adjusting. So it was, you know, everything was remote and it was really hard. Something beautiful came out of the pandemic for us. We created these new products, which I'm really excited about. So- yeah, I
1: mean, that's that, I mean, to me, I got to tell you, I, I knew that this was coming like you're now doing product extensions, which, quite frankly, you you only see very mature companies that hey, I've already dominated that. Now I'm going to go do this. You don't normally see that come out that fast. So, but show them, show them, Brittany. What what is it?
2: So, these are our coffee and matcha lattes. These are blended with our flax oat milk. So, we do have our own oat milk that's blended with flax and it's glyphosate free and organic and unsweetened. We're using that milk for these ready to drink lattes. These are eight ounce cans. You can order these on our website um, or you can find these in grocery stores as well. These are really special. So, if you go into a grocery store today and you pick up A ready-to-drink, you know, latte, you're usually looking at 150 calories, 30 grams of sugar. You're gonna crash and burn an hour later. You're gonna feel like crap. These are different. There is no added sugar. They are only 60 calories. We're usually using all organic ingredients, top of the line. We're using Japanese ceremonial grade matcha, the best of the best. And then we're loading these with fiber. So each can has seven grams of fiber. This is your digestion's new best friend, and we like to say it's the number one way to go number two. So they are gentle yet effective. And during the pandemic, I realized that a ton of people are having their coffee in their morning, trying to get their system going. What you really need is fiber, and that's what Flax offers, and that's what we're delivering here with our
0: new ready to drinks.
1: All right. Well, speaking about getting going, let let me take a quick break, and I'll be right back after this message.
0: C-suite Radio.
1: All right, my friends, we're back. We're talking to the founder of Malibu Milk, Brittany, and she's talking about how to break into a brand new category. Brittany Fuse is the CEO of Malibu Milk, the founder of Malibu Milk. Now, I also know you mentioned this earlier that you have a culinary background, but you also have some marketing background. How how are both of those helping you? You know, as an entrepreneur in this business,
2: I was really Against getting a culinary degree, because I knew I didn't want to be a chef. And in my mind, you go to culinary school if you want to work in a kitchen and be a chef. And a mentor of mine, Padma Lakshmi said, you need to get a culinary degree. If you, you know, if you want to do anything in food, you need to have a culinary degree. So I quit my job and I signed up for Le Cordon Bleu the next week. And I'm so glad that I did because when it came time to start formulating a recipe for flax milk, I knew what I was doing, you know, and I knew that I could trust my palate and understand things like salt and how they affect flavors. Um, the marketing degree has also been really helpful. I studied business at Georgetown University, and it seems like it was a really long time ago now. But one of my favorite classes actually at Georgetown was entrepreneurship. You know, I took entrepreneurship my I think it was my sophomore or junior year of college, and I had to write a business plan, and and it had nothing to do at the time with flax milk, but. It got me thinking. I knew I wanted to have my own business at some point. And, you know, it just it got the wheels turning and it, it started to show me the things that were that were necessary and that were possible and, you know, reach for the stars.
1: You know, I always like to include a couple of things personal. I found out that you're a bit of a daredevil that you dirt bike, which I think is cool. And then you bungeed off of tall buildings. Uh, please explain to me why the hell you want to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
2: I was actually studying abroad in um Hong Kong. And I went over to Macau, the mm, island off yeah. of Hong Kong. And they have the second highest bungee in the world there. And believe it or not, my cousin was running this bungee at the time. And my cousin is from Ohio. Like it's very random that he would be in Macau and that I would be studying over there. But I was with my dad and one of my best friends. And he said, Look, like, let's do it. Let's jump off this tower. And so we did it. And it was at night and, you know, you're really, really high up and you're standing on the edge of this building and thinking you're going to lose your mind. But it was, it was an incredible experience.
1: So with all the experience that you've had, and it sounds like a a wide variety as being an entrepreneur, what would you tell other entrepreneurs?
2: Start because I think, you know, if you're, if you have an idea, whether it's a new idea or something you've been working on for a while, like get going sit down, move forward, whether it's something little that you do every single day. Don't just let time go by where you do nothing. That's the biggest mistake.
1: What's been the hardest thing for you?
2: Balancing family life yeah. and, and work. I have um, a 20-month-old son and you know, I'm pregnant with my second and it's, it's a really, really difficult.
1: You think it's different for your generation as opposed to others in terms of that? I mean, I don't know that I would have answered it that way. Now I look back and say, I wish I would have spent more time that way. But, you know, I don't think we had that at the forefront of our mind that that had to be important.
2: I think it's a really good point. I've spoken to several advisors, investors who say they regret not spending the time with their children. You know, they kind of just said, hey, I've got to go to work and I'm going to be gone from eight to seven. And it is what it is. And I'm trying to have more of a balance. I'm here in my home office. You know, my, my little boy's playing downstairs. We'll have lunch together today. I'll try to take a walk with him at some point. So I'm I'm hyper aware of the fact that, like, these years are fleeting for these little babies, you know, and he'll be in school shortly and, and his schedule will be different. So I'm really trying to lean in to being a mom as much as I can.
1: Well, and it's well taken because here you got a business that was founded by the opportunity to get pregnant and have a family to do it. So the circle back is great. Brittany Fuse, founder of Malibu Milk, thanks so much for being here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Thank you. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. I tell you what the focus was for me. What a great product that came out of a necessity of trying to have a baby and trying to find ways that she could treat her body so that she could get pregnant. How cool is that? And then really it was about the reminder of our work-life balance. Hey, when all this is done, you got your own personal conditions of satisfaction, make sure that you take the time you need to with your family because that's the most important thing when it's all said and done. You might be real successful in business and be in a lot of Hall of Fames, but it don't mean anything at the end of the deal if uh, your own family doesn't show up for your funeral. All right, but enjoy it until then. That's what we learn right here on All Business from Jeffrey Hazlett right here on C-Suite Radio. And don't forget, tell your friends.